All right, everybody, we are back. Uh, episode two, part two. Uh, we we did we tried to record this once, uh, so this one's going to be even tighter than than the last right. one. The last one was a little too. It got a little it got a little flabby, I think, in parts. You know, <laughs> as it does when you when you when you're going uh, when you're improvising. Uh, but this is take two uh, with Big Dave of the mixtape yearbook uh special edition southpaws uh dave how how's it going how's the weekend treating you oh not too bad it's uh been pretty chill so you know the usual just hanging out with the family um and spend some time talking to you but i thought we would be talking about uh uh e e gaming esports dfs that was our, supposed to be our first chat not music well you know i after i saw how uh despondent you got uh feel, feeling uh having actual emotions tied to uh a csgo tournament uh i didn't want to put you through that <laughs> again. Yeah. uh oh well this is my second favorite thing to talk about after dfs is uh, uh 90s music yeah yeah i'm from the 90s yeah it uh yeah i've always been uh, a fan of the of both the the big the big Dave uh, videos, which are uh, always a always a, a fantastic soundtrack, uh, and uh, also just uh, you know the, the playlists that you uh, will post in the DMs for people. Uh, they're they're always a, they're always a great selection. So you know, if it wasn't going to be the DFS, this was definitely the you know the yeah the the, the show to have you on. So good, yeah. I, I don't think kids will ever have the experience of that tactile experience of making a, a physical uh, mix for somebody, a mixtape either on cassette or or CD. But you just make playlists now, and that's all. That's all we have. But it's still good. It's not it doesn't have the same emotional attachment of a mixtape, but they'll have to do. Can you see like the speech? at the end of high fidelity happening about a playlist no (laughs) i gotta say no i don't know about that yeah i remember when i saw that movie in the theater and it was just it just blew me away i'm like you know like uh leonardo DiCaprio pointing at himself that meme that's popular right now from once upon a time in hollywood i'm like hey that's me that's me (laughs) (laughs) and it's totally the guy's chick flick and so it sort of goes along with with what we what we're doing now the top five you know like Mm -hmm. top five of high school but guys are always making lists of of something it seems like of their favorite thing but the girls we were with really hated the movie but me and my buddy just (laughs) loved it yeah i I really liked it in high school i i I, yeah i uh I, i i'm sure i thought it made me deeper than it actually than i yeah. actually was but exactly. yeah i i, th- I it's funny you mentioned that because i think i remember thinking that like when i would put it on for my girlfriend she was she at the time she would have been like oh, oh like you know wow like what a sensitive like thoughtful interesting guy and i'm like yeah I, i'm pretty sure she couldn't yeah she absolutely hated it <laughs> uh yeah um yeah no that's funny yeah i i don't know if i if i don't know if uh Kids, I mean, we have some younger listeners. Sound sound off in the comments. Let us know if playlists are still a way of uh, 
of uh, seducing potential sexual partners uh, in this day and age. <laughs> it's gotta could, be. Could be, yeah. Maybe, maybe you, you just have to lay down. Um, you have to be an actual DJ. Like you have to DJ a set. I mean, that's what the kids right. do now. Yeah. Mix it. Yeah. Mix it uh, give, it's a SoundCloud link. Yeah. You, you have yeah. to. Yeah. Share with them. Um. Yeah. So yeah, we we we're, we're here talking about it. Uh. Yeah. What was what was listening to music like uh, for you when you were younger? Like, how did you get into it? Like, uh, you know, well, kind of some early bands and things like that. I was sort of a mistake. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm quite a bit younger than my two older brothers. So they always had, like, uh, they, they were into the 70s hard rock movement. So growing up, we had Kiss, um, mm-hmm. ACDC, all those kind of albums around the house. And used to always fascinate me with, like, their crazy covers and you know, they liked to all like, just like that typical, like sort of 80s hard rock. So I got into, you know, when I was younger, like, you know, after listening to all that kind of stuff, just sort of got into the hair metal at the time, because it was so popular. You know, that's sort mm-hmm. of basically that all that was on. And, you know, I just sort of fell in love with, you know, that whole, you know, image and style. It was it's so cheesy when you look back at it now, but I, oh, I just loved it as a kid. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is it. It's funny you bring that up that you had like older, uh, older family members because like I'm the oldest in my family, and while my sister is very close in age, we did have like definitely a, a musical exchange that happened. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I was always very jealous of people who at least like had like a better starting place when they were younger because like even my par- my parents like have like some of the worst music tastes like of all time like my my dad like loves like uh like uh, uh Streisand and Cher oh, and then no uh and then like Christian contemporary so <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. so yeah. I was starting like very much from scratch uh, <laughs> so I was always kind of jealous yeah. of of at least uh like oh man like it's so embarrassing like I had to start with Kiss <laughs> like, like, like okay well like some of us had a even much much darker origins <laughs> exactly yeah but yeah i'm lucky in a way but you know so just it always was you know sort of a hard rock house my, my one brother he was like a typical like you know classic rock guy he listens like even now he still listens to all like the famous classic rock tunes he doesn't like you know, venture off the other beaten mm-hmm. path much. But the one he gets into more of like, you know, whatever's contemporary and stuff like that, but sticks to the typical hard rock of the the 70s and 80s mostly is his favorite. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I picked... So, for my fifth song, I, uh, of what we listened to most in high school was uh, uh, Dr. Feelgood by uh, Molly Field. <laughs> Feel good. He's the one that makes you feel alright. He's the one that calls every 
with this huge anthem. And so this is sort of like the, like peak of hair metal, mm-hmm. uh, glam rock. Uh, after this, it sort of petered out and, you know, grunge took over. But this was like the absolute peak. They were probably like the biggest band in the world at the time. And mm-hmm. It was just, you know, you couldn't go anywhere without hearing it. And it's just such an aggressive and, but still poppy, like, um song and it just you know it just was first time you heard it you're like oh my god this this goes and like you just mm-hmm. you know put it on in the car and just drive around and it just felt like like the soundtrack of teen teen rebellion yeah it's got a, it's got a great groove uh it's got it's it's got the uh, uh what's the singer's uh vince neil vince neil yeah. yeah i mean he's like doing the shrieking thing <laughs> that he, he, uh, they, I mean, you know, I, I like, I, I, I do enjoy. I, I will say, because when I was when I was in high school, by by that time, hair metal had kind of fallen into like what you're you're saying, like uh, this kind of classic rock feel yeah. where it was like right. people who couldn't let go, <laughs> like didn't realize <laughs> didn't realize that like you know like there had been a lot of music made after this, um, and so it was definitely uh it 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 got lumped into kind of like the butt rock era of my uh of of my childhood like the creeds and the buck cherries and stuff right yeah uh, <laughs> for sure but i have like that. revisited Molly crew and definitely i there's there's meat on those bones uh that yeah. they're much better than buck cherry <laughs> uh yeah, i do but, i do enjoy what they make now yeah they're, they're definitely pop music, you know, mm-hmm. like it had that pop sensibility and it just like some of it hasn't aged well at all, but some of it, you know, a lot of it is built in nostalgia, but like Dr. Feelgood, Kickstart My Heart, you know, mm-hmm. Shout the Devil. I think those are all still valid songs you listen to now and they still sound good. They have enough, they have enough that I would definitely, I don't know if I would flat out pay because I'm sure it's very expensive, but if like I was in Vegas or something and we had had some drinks and we noticed that they were playing, I would probably go check it out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like, you know, if it, yeah. if it was like in a certain situation, I would they have enough hits that I know I wouldn't be bored at the show and I wouldn't feel like I didn't know, you know, enough to, to connect to the music uh, right. still live. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, th- this is, I would say this is definitely my favorite song of theirs for yeah. sure. And just the kid, the kids still love it too. Like I put it on for the kids when we're going someplace, and you know, sort of our, our pump up anthem, and mm-hmm. they just, you know, they, they love it. But like you said, like going to see, it's so sad. Like <laughs> my gener, my generation, the boomers, sort of ruined going to rock concerts because they're so insanely expensive now. Oh yeah, right. Like to go see anybody half decent, it's it's a it's a big ticket. Like. A, up the nosebleeds or whatever mm-hmm. it's it's you know close to 100 bucks a ticket usually and uh it's definitely my generation i'll i'll I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll i'll apologize on behalf of gen x but you know it's you know it's crazy like i uh, so many shows that i wanted to take my kids to but it's just it's an insanely expensive night yeah i tried to take my mom like just to like paul mccartney like a few years ago and it was like 
it was like going to be like three hundred, four hundred dollars to sit, in, like, <laughs> sit against like the back wall, and I'm just like, yeah. I mean, I love you, Ma, but like, I, yeah. I don't know if I can like drop a grand <laughs> to go see Paul McCartney. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, that's that. That is like that. I feel like that is too. Like we were kind of talking about these people like holding on. It's like that does seem like part of it. That it's like. Well, if you could just go to an, another a new band, like this could all just kind of like come out, like everybody could just like make a solid living, and we wouldn't pay a lot. But they just know that you only want to see these five bands, like you, Basically. like all the people with like with good jobs still. <laughs> Like it's like, yeah. like we know that all those people like like Elton John shows, like <laughs> Paul McCartney, uh, yeah, Motley Crue. These yep. losers with no money, they they're not paying to see anything good. So what's the point? Yeah, yeah, it it is a bummer because it's like, because yeah, because if it wasn't so expensive, I would like to maybe experience that. And I'm sure the show isn't obviously the same as when they because they were doing like crazy stuff weren't they like with right like, yeah like the drums like flipping around in the air with tommy upside lee down and yeah shit. tommy yeah. lee was the the shit like it was just so like you know very alpha like rocks we'll talk about that a bit more later but rocks lost a little bit of that alpha yeah. feeling and then you know like so sort of a good segue to like the the next one then mm-hmm. like the whole because Ace, uh, Guns N' Roses, you could say, were sort of a hair metal band. They came from the same scene, mm-hmm. but they definitely were way more musically talented. And, you know, um, Appetite for Destruction, I would say, is probably one of the greatest hard rock albums of all time. It's like, honestly, like, no filler. You can always put it on. Everybody loves it. But then they did this hugely experimental crazy kind of concept double album that you know nobody was really ready for but at the time it sort of you know was like okay is this good or or what is this like this is like Uh it was so confusing because like it it went from this hard rock like you know to this all these operatic themes and long songs and Mm -hmm. it was it was really crazy use your illusion one and two were like definitely introduced me to a different world of music you know that concept album and you know a lot of more melodies and strings and everything they put in it was really cool November Rain you know it's probably one of the most universally beloved songs like the video is so great everybody (laughs) loves it it's just such a great song
we don't even know what it's about. Is it about his girlfriend dying or, or something like that? Like, that doesn't probably mean anything. It was probably just words they put together. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was raining in November or something. And like, oh, okay, let's do it. It sounds cool. But it's, yeah, it sounds cool. And it's one of the best videos of all time, too. So it's like a, a double whammy. So uh, I just remember just putting it on and just listening to it over and over. It just was, it just blew me away. Like the whole, like, you know, arrangement and everything mm. of it. It was such a cool song. Yeah. It, uh, it is very much like 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 I also didn't really get into Guns N' Roses very much because they kind of fell into the same thing for me where it was like oh yeah all like the meth heads that I grew up around uh, like the <laughs> yeah. meth head uncles like all loved it so I was like yeah I kind of steered away but yeah they're, like you said they are very 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 musically talented uh, and uh, but it is weird because yeah it I guess that kind of hints at too like like these guys that I knew growing up, growing up that were like, you know, probably about 10 years older than me and like had like been part of this big thing. It, it always kind of felt like goofy. Cause it's like, well, you know, nobody gives a fuck about guns and roses anymore, man, or right, you know, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and like, like, why haven't you moved on with your life? But like you, you kind of talked about this too with Motley Crue is like, is like how much more, um, like universal feeling. Like it felt like the moment was big. Like you, even the yeah. music video is like, I mean, like right, all yeah. this like shared experience. Like, I mean, like what was it, like, like what was it, like how are you consuming this music, like uh, at the time? Basically, it was you know, that was just before CDs. But uh, you know, everybody had that tape. Like everybody bought Illusion One and Two on mm-hmm. on opening on on Tuesday night or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or yeah, I guess it was Tuesday morning. Tuesday the new stuff came out, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, everybody had it. Girls had it. Girls were crazy about it, you know. <laughs> and so, like, you know, like guys had to be into it to, to relate with girls. And uh, it just, it was, like, just synonymous, like, with that year, 90, uh, 91, I believe it came out in. Mm-hmm. And, sorry, excuse me, I'm just uh, finishing an IPA here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it would be a tasty one, but it's a more of a hoppy one i don't know okay um but yeah like it just like if you hear that 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 first solo where where slash goes outside of the the church in the Mm -hmm. video just reminds me of an empty parking lot and you're there with your buddies uh a few girls maybe you're shooting hoops or something but it just Mm -hmm. it just sounds exactly like that moment it just feels like that it it was it's weird. Like I think, stuff, metal especially, mm-hmm. is more segmented because like there's not a lot of girls into that. Whereas, I guess because that was pop music then, right? So that was the biggest pop hit, one of the biggest albums. Whereas now, like if you want to listen to metal or hard rock, it's very like male dominated. Like girls would never really listen to that. And like not even just male dominated, but like. <clears throat> music nerd dominated (laughs) (laughs) you know like like it's i mean not to dismiss i mean i know that there's like lots of women metal fans and i know there's lots of like bands that are like you're saying like kind of that would i would say fit into that kind of like guns and roses like you know younger women do like them and they have that kind of vibe um like 
would maybe like would you say like Drake like when Drake puts out a new song that's sort of a little bit different like the girls love it the guys sort of have to like it to get yeah, along yeah, with the yeah. girls I could, I could maybe, definitely see that maybe right like or, or something but that's how big it was and that's what I'm trying to say like it was just huge and it was just sort of like everywhere and everybody liked it and it, it's just weird like the internet's been great for finding stuff but mm-hmm. I think they it's sort of ruined that sort of cultural experience where everybody sort of experience uh, everybody was tuned into the same song at the same time oh yeah definitely it's it's like like i mean even just like it, it it's very weird i mean i know that there's like there are definitely musicians like making music that is really widely appreciated like you're saying um like like beyonce and stuff can release this like do that thing where she's like oh like i'm releasing an album uh Mm -hmm. tonight or whatever like you know which you could see guns and roses doing something similar like that at the time yeah or you know exactly right yeah um but but like it does seem very much like that kind of music is only like beyonce's or other pop musicians you know like because there's definitely like this movement right now where people are like, oh, like pop music is as important or whatever, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't really have a say in if it's you know, like, like I think pop music you can appreciate it and stuff. Is it is mm-hmm. like, I guess challenging or interesting or, yeah, made for a different purpose. Probably like I don't think it's as good i guess i don't know like i yeah. said i don't really want to get into it too much on that but no no i know what you mean but yeah it is definitely it does feel more broad i guess yeah in, in its appeal than like something like this where it's like it's kind of more of like okay well it's like chuck klosterman says like you know like back then if you wanted to get into something it required like a lot more uh, actual like investment like you had to spend money <laughs> to like <Right. laughs> as opposed like now where i can just like i can just load it up on spotify or whatever and be like oh i don't like this and then just no. forget about it completely as opposed to before be like well i spent ten dollars so i'm gonna try to like this a little bit harder <laughs> and it's harder it was harder for you to to lose focus too right because mm-hmm. like you know that's the tape you had and maybe if you heard an like the big companies ran radio back then too so you were basically hearing the hits only so it wasn't easy to find something new so it held your attention for so much longer yeah that's true and i mean and you mentioned the music videos too like i honestly i mean it's really strange too with youtube that like you would think music videos would almost be more popular because like uh, in a way they're more accessible but it's it is kind of does we have like lost a little bit of that like you still like you still want someone curating the experience in a way and like that's what used to happen like (laughs) when you were yeah like when 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 you were like consuming music at this age right so like one thing i find about youtube is it's background music so like you throw it on you hear the Mm -hmm. song but you're not even paying attention to the video so that gets lost but back then, like, I grew up in a small town, sort of rural area, so we had shitty radio stations. Basically, we had a classic rock station that came in sometime from, you know, the next town over, and then we had, like, the crappy 
you know, AM station that played like oldies and stuff, you know. Uh -huh. So m music video that came on cable, the Canadian version of MTV was so important because, you know, they played, you know, what was popular and they branched onto the genres. There was the rap uh, the rap hour, there was the metal hour, there was the alternative show, there was, you know, like uh, dance music show and everything like that. So it, it helped you, uh, it broadened your taste big time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I definitely, you know, learned a lot from uh, <laughs> music video station, the Canadian one, Much Music. Uh, I was able to like even like get it on like cable and hook it up to my ghetto blaster there and was able to tape songs off of it and that's how i taped so much music growing up it was you know huge hugely <laughs> important <laughs> the early the early napster uh, yeah kids will never know having to like uh to like sit there with the tape and then but then you didn't realize that you're like, Did, I think I have about, I think I have about four more minutes left on this tape and it really only yeah. had two. And then you're in the <laughs> middle of the song. Or, or, or you're driving and like, you know, you, you didn't cut off the talk up as much as you wanted to. It's it, it sort of like etched into your brain because you listen to that song so many times with the talk up built into it. It's like, a, it's like the eventual, like where you started getting like all the, um, the bootlegger guys like uh, little sound tags just like you you started thinking that was part of the song <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like you just can't totally hear certain funny. songs without the yeah yeah, yeah. It, it yeah it is really funny because in a lot of ways it did seem like like i'm i'm very much on the tail end and, and in a lot of ways a lot of this stuff was already dead by the time i was like learning to find music and things like that it is weird how like in a lot of ways it's like less it like there was like less music being presented to you in, in a lot of ways yeah but like in a lot of other ways i think it it did like allow for like a different uh, like a a different experience that i think in a lot of ways was like more i, I don't know like like one of the things i've noticed about music uh, especially like younger music fans, like of like the Fantano set, I would call it, is right. like this like way that people will take music and like put it, like appreciate it very far and like from a distance, and like take this like um, like no matter what it's being made, like it's all always the intentions of the artist should be appreciated in like this very distinct, like Western, like kind of like upper middle class appreciation of like recorded music and mm -hmm. i think a lot of music has like started has like lost this kind of like this feel where it's like supposed to be kind of like where like it was just so much more ubiquitous and like what music who yeah, the music was fandom, made for fandom yeah. was really different and i think mm -hmm. that's why i think people like see like uh people going crazy for like those korean bands and they sort of miss that because now it's like if you're a fan of somebody you have to either be like a full-on psycho or <laughs> like uh, there's no you know like back then like everybody you know basically everybody liked guns and roses or or whoever and you know you had a shirt or mm -hmm. you know it was like fairly relatable whereas now it seems like you know, people have like their little enclaves, and it's hard to like yeah. jump across them. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. But it's also weird because I feel like a lot of people, too, it's like... It's like I don't want to put an absolute on this because, yeah, because, like, I feel like a lot of people do get really, really deep into something. But Mm -hmm. then they move on to a new thing, like, really quickly. Which is, like, kind of cool in a lot of ways because... Yeah, it's cool, but... But, yeah, it's like... it. It, you don't it doesn't have that, that yeah, like that, like whole, like the. It feels like the whole world is in on this. Like you know, it doesn't right. have that, like that majesty, I guess, or like the yeah. scope that, like, that you're making. Other than like we said, like Beyonce or something like like Beyonce is the only thing, or uh, I don't know. That's honestly Drake. Like, yeah, Drake. Like are the only thing that you know. Like everybody's at least heard it. You know, exactly. Like, everybody yeah. on earth yeah. has heard it, and and yeah, I think you know, I do kind of. I don't know how much of it is I'm not young anymore, and so, like, I'm just not going to feel True. that. But, like, yeah, you know, I mean, the last time I felt that, I think, was, like, the radio, the Radiohead album that, like, got released on the internet in Rainbows. Like, that's the last okay, time I yeah. felt that. And then, yeah, and then after that, it's kind of like, eh, well, I don't know. I don't really like that stuff anymore. So <laughs> it's probably a little column A, a little column B, yeah. you know. I just, it, I partially miss being young is probably part of what it is. Yeah you know but it, it's pretty uh amazing like my kids will like my one daughter she's 11 and she's like oh yeah mm-hmm. november rain has like 13 or 30 million views on uh, <laughs> on on uh youtube and she's like how could that have been one of the biggest songs of all time like, <laughs> oh my god they have like such a, a different way of viewing things but well you gotta like, count uh, she, she's also not counting all the ricky rockman uh plays on headbangers ball right. <laughs> you know <laughs> we need uh, to incorporate those numbers these are these are post <laughs> yeah, that, is, count that is really no. funny though yeah that it, i mean that is one thing too yeah for sure that i think is very strange about like modern music fans is they they are like very concerned with like numbers like they are like the, like the album like the president like they're jimmy irvine or something like that right. like a lot of people's like appreciation of the music yeah, uh, hilarious. yeah yeah um okay yeah so like so, so my next song oh, yeah, is yeah, uh, yeah. The snoop dog yeah uh, doggy dog world it's like everywhere i miss looking everywhere i go i'm hearing somebody trying to steal my flow but it ain't no thing i see my homie coolio put me up on the game when i step through the door. you know some of these fools are so deceptive using my styles like a contraceptive i hope you get burnt seems you haven't learned it's the knickknack patty whack i still got the biggest so put your gun away run away because i'm back hit him up get him up split him up now Tell me what's going on it make me wanna holler cause my dollars come in ozones known for the break off shake off now take off your clothes and quit trying to spit at my speaking of i get to the point you think you got the bomb cause i'm a flea and i'm the big dog i scratch you off my with my paws alls y'all busters better recognize and see where i'm coming from and still east side till i die why x why as the world keeps spinning to the D-O-double-G-Y. That whole album was just full of classics, and I picked this one just because, uh, out of that whole album, just because it has that strong, like, funk samples, and it just sort of opened up a whole new world to me. Like I said, I was from a rural area, and when the early... Uh, rap didn't really appeal to me like 
LL Cool J and Public Enemy. It never really mm-hmm. resonated. Um, but as soon as this West Coast stuff came out, like NWA, like you heard about it, like I think it may have been just like we obviously went back and, and got into yeah. NWA then, but Snoop Dogg, that album was so huge and it was just once again like sort of a crossover and everybody was listening to it back then and it just dr dre uh the production on it and all the stuff he brought to it was just this is so amazing and you know it still sounds fresh like if you put on snoop that snoop album and it's mm-hmm. one of the, the greatest like it sounds so good even now yeah 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 you you say that and like that very much is like like i like i i was like a generation after and like i was very like Eminem was the big thing and like that's how I got introduced to Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and like the whole Interscope type crew. Right. And yeah. um and yeah, I would say yeah, like you mentioned NWA like this like the Snoop Dogg album, the, the Doggy Style and the Chronic were like the first time when I started kind of going back through you know, trying to find that cuz it was like, you know, it started with the Eminem and then you went to the 2001 the chronic and then it was like okay well like i'm gonna go back and listen to these guys and and like nwa was like a little too like you said i never really got much into like ll cool j i, I did kind of like public enemy but it still kind of sounded a little too much like uh like the beastie boys <laughs> like, right where it's yeah. a little bit too much like 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 my name is jack and i'm here to say like it sounded <laughs> yeah. a little too like old Corey. like it didn't yeah and like if definitely what's really funny is i remember like tr- like trying to like listen to it and like mentioning it to like some of my black friends like growing mm-hmm. up and them just being like dude like what are you fucking talking about man like nwa like why why no i don't listen to that shit like, yeah. <laughs> like, like like it was just like it it but but yeah like the like yeah when when you hit like snoop and like the, and the first chronic like that was like you said, like very modern sounding, like very cool, and the samples were awesome. The keys, like that fucking thing, like oh, yeah. so cool, so great. Um, I mean, like but, it's it's. I saw the movie, the the Straight Outta Compton movie, and like, of course they have to show him like making those like that, you know, the keyboard samples because it's just like so distinct. It's iconic. So awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just so cool. But this is definitely like the soundtrack of like 92 i would say like the Uh summer playing basketball like this tape just was destroyed by the end of like the (laughs) Uh, i don't know if i had had cds back then but i'm pretty sure i had the tape of this the first time and uh yeah it just got destroyed like we just played it back and forth like every uh, because like there wasn't a lot like like my side of town where i'm from uh was very urban nobody really liked rap but where my cousins lived was where all the Indian kids lived uh, mm-hmm. on the other side of town. And so we'd always go play basketball there and all the Punjabi kids are playing basketball. And uh, just this was, you know, I can just still hear it. Like um, if we went to this one basketball court and you, you, you could never forget uh, the sounds of this, like gin and juice. And, mm-hmm. but, but it wasn't even like, like the chronic was so great too, but the Snoop tape was just, so amazing and everybody just loved it and like doggy dog world just that that hook um with nate dog and everybody mm-hmm. just sort of burned into my mind but it's funny like I, I mentioned this before but snoop's 
almost uh, like the Ozzy Osbourne of the rap world in a way that where he's only had one good album <laughs> solo much, yeah. right and um you know but he's so well respected he's featured on so many big hits and everything but i don't think he's really like he's had a few singles here and there and mm-hmm. and, and, and that but he hasn't really had a, a a good album like i remember i was so like invested in his second album um the uh i can't remember what it was called but i, I just remember listening to it and it was like it wasn't good at all but you're like well, I'll give it a try anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he definitely uh, he definitely is like one of those guys that I respect far more for just like his general vibe and contributions to things. Like <laughs> I mean his features are very good uh a lot of the time. Right. I mean that's like the thing is like why I think his albums aren't very good is cuz he basically only had this album where it was like where they could like kind of build out the character kind of like, I mean, all the songs kind of flow into each other. Like it's, you know, it, if I had to pick a song from this album, that's like my favorite or like one that sticks out the most to me is like, it's pretty difficult because they all kind of just like flow into each other and have exactly. like this vibe and, the and like they have the skits. Good, yeah. The skits. And like, it's just like, it's just like built out the Snoop Dogg character. And then mm-hmm. after that, it's like, oh, well, I don't know if that character has, like, a lot of story to tell, you know? Exactly. Like, it's like, I mean, and he did it. He built out the story just, like, living his life and doing other stuff, you know? Like, right. you know, the acting and then, you know, kind of the stuff, like, peripheral to the music. Like, that's because, like, that was always, like, kind of, like, I was a little too young for this, like I said, but, like, I do remember being young and, like, being very frightened in a way of this music because it was, like, because, like, it was very, I mean, it was wild. Like, I mean, like, you know, like, you'd see it on the news and stuff, like, you know, they're killing each other or, you know, like, fight, you know, literally fighting and stuff. And it was, I mean, it was a lot, like, especially, like I said, like, I mean, my parents were very white bread <laughs> fucking Christian people. So, yeah, like, it, they, it, uh, it, it was pretty wild. Like, and you sort of, you know, it gave you, like, a personality so you went from the glam rock the hair metal kind of personality to mm-hmm. you know guns and roses and then you get the west coast gangster vibe and you know you you're you're trying to like talk like them and everything it, it was pretty funny like as a teenager like now you, now when i look back it cracks me up but i thought it was so cool like you know trying to you know sort of talk like snoop or or <laughs> or, or one of those guys but you know it it definitely influenced us so much like watching the source awards where they cussed everybody out and mm-hmm. you know there was like this crazy like confrontation and you know uh suge was saying if you don't want your producer in in your videos or jumping around like a fool come to death row and snoop was calling out new york like new york don't got no love for death uh sorry new york don't got no love for snoop dog is that like, what people, I'm hearing? Everyone's like, everyone's like booing. Like. Yeah, it was crazy. It's just like the most aggressive sort of uh, atmosphere. It was just wild. Like for like a, you know, like not, you know, there's no like urban scene where I grew up. So to see all that for the first time was just, it blew my mind. Yeah, it is really funny. Like I, I was kind of reminded like the first time you talked about this, like, uh, like it reminded me of uh, a friend of mine who's about he's like kind of the same age as you and like kind of grew up in the same way like he grew up like downstate 
Illinois, like, you know, in cornfields and shit. And like, right. But like, just how, like, how inf- influential like Snoop Dogg was to like a certain group of people where it's just like exactly. it really did like open their worlds like you know like I mean it's just like uh, to like I don't know I mean you know like the pimp thing and the yeah just, it's just, just uh, living it's your wild. life in this in this manner you know I mean <laughs> he just he just like that's his thing is just uh, like I don't know. I, I guess I could, I could see like, it's, it's weird to say it. it's like the Seinfeld effect where it's like, I know only the world that Snoop Dogg has lived in and influenced. Right. So like to me <laughs> in a lot of ways, it like kind of was like, Oh, I don't get the big deal about this guy, but it's like, <laughs> I can see now like how influential like he could be. I mean, cause he's just got like the humor and the, yeah, the vibe the and the, thing, I, there's yeah. nothing like him. Yeah. But next the next time we talk, we'll have to discuss how uh, getting into David Bowie's uh, Berlin trilogy after high school really <laughs> influenced me in a strange way. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just do, yeah, we'll start doing these and then we'll move on to like college. Okay. And then, yeah, good, and yeah. then yeah, and then midlife crisis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. So the, uh, the, the, the yeah, next song was um, uh, Today uh, It Was a Good Day by Ice Cube. house pay picked up a girl been trying to dig since the 12th grade it's ironic i had the boo she had the chronic the lakers beat the super signs felt on the big fat fanny pulled out the jammy and killed the poo nanny and my jimmy runs deep so deep so deep put her butt to sleep Woke her up around one, she didn't hesitate to call Ice Cube the top gun. Drove her to the pad and I'm coasting. Took another sip of the potion, hit the three-wheel motion. I was glad everything had worked out. Dropped the burnt off and then chirped out. Today was like one of those fly dreams. Didn't even see a berry flashing those high beams. No helicopter looking for the murder. Two in the morning, got the fat burger. And almost like I said, I mentioned like November Rain, everybody loves it, but this is like the universally beloved song. You put it on anytime, everybody. <laughs> I don't think anybody below the age of 20 hasn't heard this song. It's such a great song. It's got the flow, it's got the message, it's got the story. It's just, it's just such a great song. Like it's just, it just, Blew, blew you away like the first time you heard it back in the day like oh today was a good day it just stuck in your head right away the first time you heard it you were sold on it it's like you know this is this is a hit you just loved it yeah it, it is probably the most well-liked song i think i've ever, like like you said like i think anyone from essentially your age to my little sister's age uh it, they all know at least 75 percent of the words i've heard this song at weddings before like yeah. i mean you know as long as as long as it's not white guys doing it acoustic i'm okay with it yeah yeah at country yeah. weddings yeah <laughs> <laughs> walking down the aisle actually i heard the song walking down the aisle uh, no <laughs> yeah no this yeah this song um yeah this one was one that was 
uh, like Ice Cube, like I said, like NWA, I kind of thought was a little um, creaky, a little old and a little mm-hmm. too old school for me. Um, and I honestly, I didn't really get into the Ice Cube albums very much. I mean, I've listened to them a few times and I've enjoyed his features and stuff. But like, I mean, this is just a no doubt. Like, fuck, yeah. this is like just one of the best the- songs of there's any no, genre ever made. Yeah, there's no classic Ice Cube album like uh, uh, The Dogfather, uh, like we're saying with Snoop, but mm-hmm. he's had so many great songs. But once you go through his, like, it, you think about it now, you, don't, you haven't heard, you can't think of that many. But if I put together a playlist of his great songs, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh shit, I forgot about that. Oh, have yeah, I heard yeah. this? Uh, it, he's got so many great songs. But this one was just like, like I said, he wouldn't like convince people to stop eating pork because it was such a like, you know, mama cooked a breakfast with no hog and people looked into it. I don't know if like he was getting into Nation of Islam back then and that Uh was part part of it or if it was just something that they did. Just rhymed. Just (laughs) rhymed. But yeah, uh, yeah, like people were even like stopping eating bacon and stuff because it was just that big of a deal. People wanted to be like Ice Cube and be cool. (laughs) So like, okay, maybe maybe I better stop eating hog now or something. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it is, it is like such a cool, I mean, and it, it is, it is like such a perfect, like, it's such a perfect like philosophy of like what should be like like uh what you expect from life like you know what i mean like like these are not outrageous uh you know desires that you know he wants to he he throws up like a good he plays basketball well at the park he uh, a woman calls him uh his car starts (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just like very simple things and like it's very relatable I think in a lot of ways, I think, I think that's what's like the magic of the song is like, I think it kind of gives this voice to like, man, like I don't, you sh- like, there's not a lot to really ask for in life. Like that you can just be happy with, <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah. And yeah. And like you said, he just puts it in such a, such a, uh, a, a great way. Like, I mean, it's just so easy to listen to. It, it's like, like it kind of has the story to it. Yeah, it, like if you listen to like back to like seventies story songs and how shitty they are, like Cats in the Cradle or whatever, like, <laughs> you know, like you don't, nobody really likes that, do they? Like, like ironically, you listen to it, you're like, oh yeah, this yeah. is this is good, but it's a bad song. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to say that. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, there's like uh, how there's about like... um. The how fake... about Billy Joel's uh, "Moving Out"? Okay, I'll, I'll say that one's. A I good... like that song. Yeah, I like that's that song. A good song. But that's, that's kind a of like a song, song about being miserable, though. Like the yeah, stories that's are true. always the stories are yeah, always always sad. No one's like... ever no one's <laughs> ever made a song about being happy yeah, that sounded exactly. so badass. Exactly. That's <laughs> like, right. You know that's what I mean? so like, true. I think that's what it is. Is it's like is it's like a lot of times to make music sound badass, you have to make it sound sad or or well, angry that, or you know and it's like he made just being happy sound really badass i'm gonna blow your mind with some racial theory here what's that white people uh, they can 
make art off bad days because they're so uh, <laughs> few and far between to them. But growing up in Compton, Ice Cube probably had a lot of bad days. So when he had a good day, it inspired him. It, made, it got him to make some good art. That's that's probably very true. It's very similar to <laughs> my friend telling me that the only reason I want to go skydiving is because I'm white. <laughs> 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 that's probably uh, true yeah that's probably yeah i mean yeah but yeah there's not a lot of songs about having a ha- having uh just a regular ass good time <laughs> like, <laughs> you know i mean that sound cool uh, i mean there's yeah i'm sure there's, there's songs, tons of there's tons of florida georgia land songs i was gonna but. say yeah there's like a lot of that and like jam band songs <laughs> like, <laughs> you know don't get me started on jam bands adam yeah, well, I was, yeah, you know, I was very surprised there's not more Dave Matthews Band in here. I thought, I thought that's what we'd be talking about. <laughs> so, for my final, yeah, it's probably yeah. the oldest, uh, no, it's probably came out the same year as um, Dr. Feelgood, but uh, I sort of got into them later on in high school, um, mm-hmm. uh, Faith No More, and uh, song I picked was The Real Thing. Everybody's heard Epic. Epic's such a great song. This whole album is such a great album, too. And, like, it's one of those ones where you can't place it in the late 80s, 90s. It's such a cool-sounding album, like, from front to back. And the real thing is just such a... One of those songs where you put it on your hair, the hair sort of stand up on your arm, and you can listen to it. It's so long. Um, I guess I got two long songs. And... I don't know if I love long songs or if I love short songs, but that's uh, neither here nor there. But this is a long song, and it just it works the whole way through. It's you don't want to skip it. It doesn't wear out. It's just such a cool um, song, such a cool album. The you know Mike Patton, such a cool dude. Like, oh, definitely like cool. Yeah, like the whole. But this album really expanded my horizons musically. Like. You know, from where Mike Patton went after that, you know, following mm-hmm. his career and sort of getting into that uh, later on when when, you, when it was more accessible, like he opened me up to like Dan the Automator and sort mm-hmm. of that electronic music and everything that he was, you know, pushing and, you know, uh, then 
there was like Deltron thirty thirty, and I think those kind of things, gorillas, wouldn't have come out if it wasn't for Matt Mike Patton. Yeah, it's it's definitely like because like yeah, because that was like my introduction to him was like gorillas. And then from Gorillas, like, to Dan the Automator. So it was, like, you know, like, the Handsome Boy Modeling School stuff. And then uh, right. Love Edge. Love Edge. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it, and, yeah, I mean, he, I think in a lot of ways, like, Mike Patton's career, like, kind of looks, like, stereotypically 90s in a lot of ways. But he's, like, really the only one who pulled it off in a way it's really weird because Mike Patton always sounds like Mike Patton. Like, I don't think he yeah. has, like, necessarily a lot of... I don't think he has a lot of range. But, right. like, he's able... He's, like, a guy who's, like, really able to identify people he can work with that right. will use his limited set of skills. In a, and he's just very open and, like, very good at finding other people who are very, very innovative to use himself like or you know or vice versa or he's just whatever it is like whatever kind of mindset he has you know he he's like good at finding uh someone to work with that will allow him uh to to like use this like skill yeah like even uh there's like that band he did the phantomas it's like one of the greatest mm -hmm. live dvds i've ever seen um oh really I'll check yeah out. yeah it's so cool but this album honestly like I, I the reason it sticks to me so much is uh and uh I, I totally had forgotten about this I just remembered after we recorded the first time mm -hmm. is that I had this job where um my uh my one buddy his dad would fly us to Alberta which is the next province over Mm -hmm. And the trucks would come off the oil fields, the lease trucks, and they'd be way cheaper. And they'd auction them off there. So mm -hmm. he'd fly us out there, and he'd buy the trucks, and we'd drive them back to PC. Okay. And he, he'd resell them. So he'd just pay us whatever. I don't know. Like, I can't even remember. But it was perfect for high school, like, because it was on the yeah. weekends. And you'd get it done. It was, like, such a fun job, too, like, driving these beautiful, like, SUVs, some of them even. like. But um, I just remember, like, the one time I put on... Uh, uh, the Faith No More album, uh, the mm -hmm. real thing, and the tape player got stuck. So for eight hours, I had to listen to this tape, and <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Because <laughs> you're driving through like the remotest areas, like uh, yeah. the Rockies, so you don't have any radio stations. But I listened to it over and over, probably <laughs> you know, like like six or seven times, and it wasn't that bad. Like you know, it didn't. I didn't want to kill myself when I got out of, out of the truck. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny i yeah i had a similar job where i would go and i uh drove out in the middle of uh illinois and i would drive up to chicago and pick up uh movie prints like the film okay. reels yeah and uh i'd pick them up and then i took them back down and drove them like all around central illinois like from like danville to uh peoria right. and yeah, I'd be driving around in the middle of the night, yeah, like, listening to music, and, yeah, like, a lot of, <laughs> the van, like, because I had to rent, uh, I would rent a, um, a Penske van, like, when I would mm -hmm. do it yeah. every night, and a lot of times, yeah, like, the tape player would be busted, so I couldn't use my, uh, you know, my thing for the iPod adapter. or whatever. It's yeah, adapter. Like, yeah, you just have to, like, be like, 
you'd like be digging up like random CDs and stuff like out from under the <laughs> dashboards and I never got anything as good as Faith. I would have killed to have Faith No More <laughs> CD for one of those. I'm, I'm old enough to have a, a disc man that I use a tape adapter for in my car. You Do you still use it? No, no, no. I had okay. that in, in my Jetta uh, back in the day. I used to. Yeah. I had the, the disc man. And yep. That was like, I was like early on to the Napster thing. So I was like, you know, making mix CDs. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I had my people are like listening to all these crazy, like, because like on early Napster, you could find so many weird mixes and stuff. And uh-huh. uh, yeah, so I was li- listening to that. Uh, my kids probably have never seen a cassette tape. And I, like, I, I, I've got these uh, mixtapes I made for my wife. And, I got to get them out and play them for the kids and just sort of show them like the curation, what, why each, what each song meant to me or, or whatever, but I got to find a cassette player first. <laughs> yeah. I still have, I still have one. I actually still have the one that I had in high school. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Um, I occasionally, I have a few tapes that I throw on there. Um, they are not good. It's like literally the worst way to listen to music. It is. It's just, and all, all the people, if whoever is listening, and if you're um, like buying scene tapes, come on, <laughs> <laughs> come on, get 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 your act together. This uh, technology has moved on for the good. I get the whole idea of the tactile feeling of putting an LP on, and I understand the warmth and mm-hmm. sound of it. For me, it's not my thing because it just takes up too much time. I just I don't have yeah. the, spoon, the spoons to get that going. But uh, um, cassette tapes is just such going back to the worst possible technology. Just stop it, kids, please. <laughs> yeah, there's there was nothing uh, I enjoyed. Even even when we had like you said the tape that we could use uh, the iPod or the Discman or whatever with. Uh, even that technology was so bad that yeah. uh, it would like this tape would like shit out on you like so exactly. quickly. <laughs> like you'd be like you get like dust or something in there because it's yeah. in the magnet or whatever, and you'd be trying to clean it out with the other special tape. Like, yeah, no, it was awful. It was the worst. Yeah, like, yeah never weird. ever want to go back to tapes. Um, yeah, the, the, it's cool, like, but I think uh, I appreciate like the whole thing about trying to get retro. But that's the one thing you just got to stay away from. It's bad. Yeah, I, you know what's burned in my brain right now, t- to this day is that uh, Vitalogy uh, Pro Jam when it came out, um, and and the reason I didn't put grunge on my playlist mm-hmm. uh, is because grunge has been played to death, like. Yeah, we understand. Smells Like Teen Spirit came out and it killed hair metal. And I listened to it a lot in high school, but I just wanted a little bit because, you know, American media has covered grunge enough. It's, it's gone. It's done. <laughs> okay, so that, I'll just give you that disclaimer right now. But the reason I was saying that the Vitalogy CD, like inside there's a little graphic that said CDs are like bad acid, not fit for human consumption. And it always stuck with me. I was like, why would, why would they say that? They sell all their music on CDs. <laughs> so I figured out later like about the whole thing about LPs and stuff. But uh-huh. I wonder what Eddie Vedder thinks about MP3s. Uh, I, I, I bet you, I bet you he, he'd be happy to go back to CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So what would you say uh what would you say is like we wrap up here like what kind of 
What do you feel like you're like carrying with you today? Like, uh, you know, like, I mean, obviously you mentioned that you, you know, still throw on Dr. Feel Good for the kids. You know, it's still, still his music, you know, like will take you back to that time. But like, what do you think that this era, like how you learned to listen to music and like, how did you develop your taste? Like, what do you, what do you think you're like carrying with like still now? Um, I think like uh, I was definitely into the whole, you know, buying magazines and like researching what new stuff was coming out. And I didn't migrate too much to the to the internet side of things, so I saved myself from Pitchfork. But now <laughs> the new Music Friday on Spotify, which mm-hmm. is still curated to a certain extent, you sort of still have to dig deep. You have to like I follow a few like instagram accounts like dat piff or whatever that pops up the the latest releases for um rap or or whatever or i'll even check trending on twitter like to see if what's not trend on twitter sorry youtube to see what's new and like you'll see like new rap videos that you never heard of pop up on there and so give those a listen so that's sort of basically what i'm doing now to find new music or suggestions mm-hmm. from friends that are that are still listening and younger guys you know, there's a lot of younger guys on twitter that mm-hmm. you know look up to me and <laughs> so, <laughs> they'll, they'll recommend stuff to me so that's good too so so like what what do you look for then in like uh like because because i mean it is yeah it is rare that i don't want to say rare because i would say like especially by the time even guys older than you at this point like they're still definitely people who take a lot of joy in finding new music and stuff but like what are you what are you looking for because i'm saying in the, in the time before yeah in the in the episode we recorded before you kind of like yeah. mentioned listening to like that, stuff we, we talked about like guitar rock being dead yeah that that dangerous sort of attitude that rock and roll punk attitude that you know motley crew had that Guns N' Roses had, Snoop and Ice Cube definitely had, Mike Patton was more of an innovator, I still appreciate that, and so I'm listening to, I, I get more of that feel from like the SoundCloud rappers or the sort of the younger rappers, like mm-hmm. there's this really like guy that a lot of people make fun of that he's so like dumb, but I love NBA Youngboy, because he's got that, he just got that swagger, he's mm-hmm. larger than life, uh, Kodak Black, he's such a dumbass, mm-hmm. but he's they've got these <laughs> outrageous personalities and, yeah. and they they understand that and they understand that's what it makes them more successful whereas a lot of guitar based music has sort of lost that uh it's very safe it feels like like when i look at like the best rock list and it, they put imagine dragons on i'm like how can imagine dragons be thought of as a rock band like it doesn't really register with me like and like i said mm-hmm. there's a few like alt country guys i really like like sturgill mm-hmm. or yeah or chris stapleton i think Honestly, Chris Stapleton to me was like a like I don't listen to him as much now, but when you when I first got into him, I was like it was like a huge like oh totally like surprised me like this guy's like this guy's like a real rock star like you can you can feel mm-hmm. that that attitude sort of ooze off of him like uh, I always say who care but like it's got that <laughs> like he doesn't care he, he's saying his truth it, it just you can feel it right and yes. same with like like out of these rappers they. They don't care that they look cheesy. They're they're doing dumb stuff. They're walking around with these gigantic stacks of money, and like they're, they they now they wear these skinny jeans, and like they're uh, they they wear them below their butt, so you can see like it's not like you know, like even sagging jeans before, but like now they're skinny and they still wear them below the butt, <laughs> and it looks 
ridiculous, but they have so much confidence and energy that I love it. I just, I so identify with that as like that old, like, you know, that F you kind of like attitude that, you know, Guns N' Roses and, and, uh, um, uh, Molly Crew, ACDC, all those guys used to have back then. Yeah. Yeah, it is really funny you say that because I actually kind of was thinking about that like when after we recorded like we were talking about um, yeah, you're talking about Sturgill and like I saw Sturgill in March. It was actually like the last I think it was the last concert I went to uh, before I am not allowed to go to concerts anymore. Um, Maybe someday you'll have them again, but we probably will never have them again in the United States. Um, But uh, yeah, I saw him and yeah, it was really funny because um, it was, like, the best guitar playing and, like, yeah, just general gear stuff. Like, he had, mm-hmm. like, he just had, like, four guys and himself and, like, they had all this, like, great vintage gear and they knew, really knew how to play it. And they were doing, they were playing it in a way, you know, I hadn't really, I mean, I've kind of heard it before in ways, but, you know, I hadn't heard it like that and, like, I hadn't seen guys who really wanted to play like that in a long time. And, uh, and like the crowd was like getting upset, like, yeah. because they were like, Oh, like, I don't like that. Like we went to a bar after and like, people were like, well, I don't know how, but I don't know how I feel about that rock and roll Sturgill. And I'm like, are you talking about that's, me? That's, like, what did you his, like? Whole what did you like him for? <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. Cause like now he's playing bluegrass music, which is totally fine by me. Like, and mm-hmm. now all, you know, all the guitar people are going to be super pissed off, but yeah, I like, I did not get that. That was the first time I'd seen kind of in a lot of, in a long time where people, um, have like really like tried to, cause it's kind of like the thing where like, it's, it's kind of surprising in a lot of ways to hear you say like, I really like guns and roses and I really like Motley Crue. And I like SoundCloud rappers, <laughs> like because a lot of people really have trouble like pulling people out of those boxes. You know what I mean? Like no, they only it's true. see it's the very box. Hard. Yeah, yeah. They only see the box and they don't see like the intention behind it. You know. Well, in my old age, I said I gotta like stop being like I tried to be such a big like music snob like after high school. Like I got into reading all the new magazines and just buying what was cool and stuff. Yeah. And then after a while I'm like I got burnt out. I'm like, I gotta just enjoy stuff. I just gotta find what I like and I gotta mm-hmm. just you know, that shh let people enjoy things kind of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still you know, I still got my opinions and that stuff, but I, I I'm a lot more softer and like I, I understand like the role of pop music or whatever. But back then I just had my taste and I was very militant. But now <laughs> And, and it's helped me, like, like it's let me discover new music to, to grow and to sort of understand that. So uh, my last concert, we saw the last concert in Vancouver just before lockdown. I took my daughter to her first concert. She's 15. It was uh, Strokes. And she got oh. the real concert. Because I'd never, they're one of the bands that, like, during that era between uh-huh. uh, 95 to about 2005, I saw everything. Every sort of band that came through i i basically saw everybody but i missed the stroke somehow so i took my daughter for her first concert and she got the real concert experience because julian was just totally fucked and he could not <laughs> understand a single thing that he said but it was still great it was just 
she had a great time. I had a great time, and it was just like I was like, "You're so lucky," because that was the last concert before the whole city shut down. So, yeah. you know, you, you can tell your friends that have been to like all like the crazy pop concerts that you know you went <laughs> you, you went to find you got to go to a real concert. And she 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 takes after me in that way that she likes that sort of underground stuff. Uh-huh. But a lot of the stuff that she listens to that she plays for me is very punk three bar sort of like poppy sounding like it's uh-huh. it's not very challenging so we'll see she's 15 so yeah, she's we'll 15. see i'll cut i'll cut her some slack the, yeah why don't we end with that then like what is it like now that you have a high school age kid making their own five song playlist right now like what is that like watching that happen it's pretty crazy and the, the one thing is that like they keep putting on is mac demarco and i just <laughs> To me, that just is just so bad. I don't understand. Uh, that that to me is a generational gap. I have n- I, I just really get. I do not understand Mac DeMarco, and it just drives me crazy. And I just hear it all the time in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I will say it. That was one. I, so I did because um, I went to college later in my life. Like I was mm-hmm. I was in my mid twenties when I went and did my undergrad. Um, and so I went and did my internship, like when I, I don't know, 28 or whatever, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like a, a, almost, yeah, like an almost 30 year old man. And yeah, I would go, I went on my internship and I was out in California and uh, I was like hanging out with these kids and they were obsessed with Mac DeMarco. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, sure. Yeah, this is tight. This is, yeah, the summer, man. Summer music. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I I do enjoy him a bit. Uh, he, yeah, but yeah, it was that was the first time I remember being like, like they were like really into Tame Impala and like Mac DeMarco, and I was like, yeah, I yeah. remember how everybody was really into MGMT too. Like, this is what that's gonna feel like for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I get Tame Impala sort of like that poppy sound. I don't mind yeah. it too, as much, but I just do not understand Mac DeMarco. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, yeah. I, th- I honestly, that's my one reason for wanting to have kids is so I can like see see how well my music tastes translate. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it's fun. It's it's definitely yeah. a lot of fun. Like there's so many different layers and stuff. But it's it, it I, I enjoy. I never thought I would be that type, but I I'm having yeah. a good time. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Um, have anything you want to promote? Just no, just uh. Just uh, follow me on Twitter, xmalwa, and mm-hmm. uh, listen to good music. Give uh, give some of these SoundCloud guys a try. They're they're not as bad as you think. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are, but uh, they're still good. You know, you should like some like. I mean, you know, there's there's an artistic value to like kind of goofy bad music. People just trying trying stuff out. You should at least just be happy if they try. Yeah. Know? <laughs> like sometimes, sometimes trying does not look great you know sometimes <laughs> they don't show you on the skateboard videos every time the guy racked his nuts on the <laughs> you know exactly. on the stairs you know but there is sometimes you rack your nuts on the stairs um right. awesome yeah no i appreciate it. uh this is this was awesome uh yeah I've, I've learned i've learned so much about you big dave i've learned so much about myself about a time before me uh, yeah it was it was a great introspective 
I did this one a little drunker, if you guys can't tell. Uh, <laughs> I've had a few beers today. Yeah, it was so. a little more lubricated this time. Yeah, uh, sounds good. And we had already lubricated it with one conversation. So Exactly. Um, perfect. Um, I, yeah, we're going to do a couple more of these. Uh, like I said, we'll be back on Means hopefully pretty soon here. Um, I'm getting tests. I'm getting like test samples of stuff that they've been sending me images and all that shit. So, um, you know, uh, hopefully we'll be back with the sports content soon, but I hope you keep enjoying the music content. I think Nathan is going to start doing, he's going to do a couple episodes of a weird comedy thing, uh, that, that he's been working on. So, um, yeah, until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye.